Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Anchored Together with Trevor and Megan, where we discuss business, exercise, parenting, life, and everything in between. This week, we're going to kind of review last week's challenge. Kickoff week, first week, week one. Um, Basically, what we wanted to do is from some of the feedback we heard and things we expected, we just wanted to address the potential shortcomings that happen anytime you're trying to make a change, especially one that comes with habits because when it comes to a normal diet, you know whether or not you ate the food you were supposed to or not. No one accidentally eats a donut and fails their diet. You know that happened. You know you're aware of it. But when it comes to changing habits, sometimes it takes that extra self-reflection to understand whether or not you did what you're supposed to do or didn't do what you're supposed to do. Um, you don't know what you don't know, I think right. is a fair saying to be put with this one. Absolutely. So the first one we have on our list was the fork down in meals. And I know Megan had a wonderful experience with this. Yeah, so I think for me, I had a hard time just remembering, which um, is not a good excuse, but it's that reflection. Um, what I like about these habits is there's no failing, right? There's only doing better next time and trying to make it better. It's not, I don't think that I failed. I think I remembered sometimes and sometimes I didn't. So now for next week, it would just be going that step further. Like I'm, I'm probably going to write a little sticky note that I leave on my phone because we all know we're going to pick up our phones at lunch or we're going to pick up our phones at some sort of a meal. So I'm probably going to leave a little sticky note that says, put your fork down between each bite. So that way I don't forget yeah, traditionally, Megan always f- finishes a meal way before me anyways. <laughs> um, I've been a slow eater ever since I had braces, and it was probably because a wire was cutting my mouth or something, but I think I tend to already have put the fork down in between bites anyways, so that wasn't really a new habit for me, so it's not really a measurement of like our application of the program. It was just something I already did, and it was something that Megan didn't do, so that's where you're going to see the difference in the learning curve. Um. Some of the things we heard feedback on, a lot of you we know have very limited time at work, regardless of whether you're in healthcare right now with all the limitations or just you get a short lunch break at work. That's been a very common thing for people to run into for issues and eating. Um, And we wanted you to, you know, become aware of that you're rushed because what happens when you are rushed is you're most likely not going to be as satiated by that meal. So, We understand if you have a set time for your meal, you have to eat it fast in order to comply with your work practices, Um, but your moment of awareness doesn't come from whether or not you can slow down your meal. Your moment of awareness is going to be you're not going to feel as satiated from your meal because you had to rush it, which means your brain is going to trick you into thinking you're still hungry because it did not process how much food you ate. So this is a great moment for you to realize your work lunches are never going to feel as filling as they should. And I think that's a moment to look back on the planning form that we kind of went over last week and and look at maybe your situation is a little bit more stressful than you realize. Maybe your schedule is a little bit more stressful than you realized and you can kind of make those changes accordingly. So maybe you don't have a meal that causes you to have to take the time to cut up every single little bite. So maybe it's something that is a little bit easier to eat and digest, but 
you're still able to kind of reach that goal of putting the fork down between each bite. Yeah, and basically one thing we like we want you to like if you eat that meal, you're still hungry and then you grab like something from a vending machine or some sort of snack after your meal as you go back to work, we want to stop that because we want to limit that extra calories and for you to be become aware that this is your meal that you're always going to feel hungry from is a very important, you know, self-reflecting moment. Um, and then the other thing people were talking about with the fork down is like, what if I'm eating a sandwich? Well, you know, either set the sandwich down or just put your hands on the table if it's a really messy sandwich and still take that brief moment to chew your food. I think I read somewhere like 30 bites is the full mastication process. There's and no way I could do if that. If you if you <laughs> sit there and count 30 bites, it feels like forever. Yeah. Which is crazy. So yeah, I don't that's know what, if I, what uh, I'd rather just put my fork down. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then basically what we're you know saying is look back at that planning form because chances are your first moment of self-awareness is different now after week one. So go back and look at what you rated your work stress, your schedules, like how much time you have in your life and maybe make a highlight. Like originally I thought this, but now I know it's more like this. Yeah. So the second one we want to go over was identifying those lean protein sources. Um, it was just, we asked you each meal to like become aware of what you have for protein. Um, the first fix would be, did you have a source of protein in your meal? If you didn't, that's definitely something to work on. Um, if you need us to give you a list, we'll send it to you. Um, but protein is vital for your life. And chances are, if you're eating low protein foods, you're eating highly processed foods, which are going to have the trifecta doom combination <laughs> of yummy carbohydrates, yummy fats, and salt. And while alone, none of these are bad for you, when they get mixed together, they create highly palatable food that you're going to want to continue to eat and it's going to increase your chance of overeating. Right. And I think too, um, again, this kind of goes back to that planning form. If you didn't eat a protein at every meal, kind of taking a look at who does the shopping, who does the cooking. And if you're ready, willing and able to change, like this is again, that moment to kind of self-reflect and decide, you know, where can I make a change for next week? that is going to benefit me and just getting something simple like protein. And like Trevor said too, the other thing to take into account is when you have more of a, a protein source in your meal, it actually is going to help you stay fuller for a longer period of time. So you might not feel the need to have that snack or you, you just might notice that that is enough for you in that meal. Yeah, perfect. Um, and then the last one was planning the next day. So whether it's you just go to bed and you forgot to do it, um, I think that's really, no one's going to sit there. No one actively is like, I just don't want to do this. I think people tended to fall into the category of forgetting it. So this is going to come into modifying our nighttime routine to set us up for success going forward. And this bedtime routine, this pre-bedtime routine we're going to keep adding things to it. And the more you become aware of it and the more you make it a quality process, the better you're going to be at pushing success with all the other steps going forward. Yeah. And again, like with the planning and, and the forgetting, I think this kind of goes into habit formation and touching back on what Trevor said earlier about the putting his fork down, that's a habit. That's a good habit that he actually has and doesn't even realize that it's a habit because that's the beauty of a habit is once it becomes 
a true habit. You actually don't even have to think about it. It's just a part of who you are every day. That's why there's good habits and bad habits. Those good habits are the ones we really want to focus on. So like I said earlier, don't think that you failed if you didn't complete these tasks. That's part of making a change and making a change is hard. And if it wasn't hard, everybody would be living these perfectly perfect lives and that's just not realistic. So setting these little habits, these little bit of changes, even if you don't get it every single day, you're still working towards getting that habit um, instilled. And then eventually, once that habit is down packed, you move on to the next one. Yeah, and I think a a good kind of like parallel aha moment would be, say you have a TV show that you love. It's on at a certain time every day. Or because I know a lot of people stream shows now, you plan on watching a certain TV show at every time of day. And you know whatever series of the Bachelor, but what do they call it? The Bachelor verse? Bachelor no. Nation. Bachelor Nation. <laughs> um, whatever it is, that's Tuesday night at. It's Mondays, and sorry. I feel attacked right now. <laughs> it's Mondays at whatever time, but you know it, and you've on Sunday night, you know, hey, I need to do these things so I can watch that show. So why can't we take that same process the day before to be like, hey, I need to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner at these times. So I'm going to do other things in my day to make sure I have them. It's about prioritization. And again, it's about setting yourself up for success. Yes. And doing it the day before instead of on the fly during the the next day is definitely the biggest step with that. Um, And the last thing we wanted to touch on is because you can see a lot of these things can be uh, amplified or improved or the, the potency of them becomes higher when you do some sort of journaling, tracking, writing down, uh, something to make you go, aha, I'm aware of what I've done. So I'm starting my five-minute journal this week, and I'm really excited because you give yourself like a five-day goal, and if you do it for five days, you reward yourself with something. If you don't, you have to make a donation. Um, Or something that's just going to... Yeah, or do something like, not a punishment, but like some sort of like uh, a task you have to do if you don't do it. So it's an incentive to do it. Incentive, thank (laughs) you. Yeah, I don't even remember what I picked for my reward, but I think I said if like I don't do it the five days, I'm going to donate like fifty bucks to some a local veterans charity because that means a lot to us. Or um, I should probably think of a really good reward to like make me do it. Yeah, but I haven't yet, so I still have a day and a half to figure that one out. Um, And then we all know Megan. Has like really been pushing. How many days are we up to for your journaling now? 175 days. 175 days of journaling, and it's about learning from your journaling. Yeah, I think journaling is just again, it goes back to the habit formation. All the whole reason I started doing it was because I wanted to have a better nighttime routine. I wanted to stop scrolling on my phone. So that is part of my routine now. I like do my brush my teeth I do my whole like normal nighttime routine and then I actually plug my phone in I get my journal out and then 15 minutes later I am asleep and ready to go to bed it's just mind clearing and it allows you to get that that better sleep so and this doesn't necessarily mean you have to do something journaling like that but that could be the time that you take five minutes before bed and you plan your meals you identify your protein sources and you start to bring awareness about how you're eating and what you're eating for the next day. And it's not something to, to be stressful or anything like that. It could be simple as like writing the things that you have to do tomorrow. So you look at your list of like, wow, I actually have a lot of stuff going on. 
having that planned out meal is going to be a little one thing less that I have to think about. For sure. And um, I think that changing your predisposed mindset on some of these things is the hardest thing. And I don't want to call it ego, but I know a lot of times it's really easy for you to say like, oh, that's really not that important. But these things are also simple. Like what happens if you just made them important for one week and even if it's not the whole week, just for five days, just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you put a value on it and you did it. Worst case scenario, you did something that didn't change your life. Every other scenario is your life improved, whether it was 1% or something significantly more than that. So what what's to hurt about making this change, whether it's nothing changes and your life stays the same, or it gets slightly better, or it gets greatly better. You're not going to see a negative effect from any of these. So give it a try and see what that, you know, that you're, you're going to find one habit throughout this process that really changes everything. But you got to try a bunch of them to get there. And when you find that one, you're going to have this huge aha moment. You're going to love it. Yeah. And we really just hope you all are following along and doing this health revolution with us because we're doing it too. So yep. we hope you're, you're going to join us. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at anchored underscore fitness. And then the podcast is anchored underscore together underscore podcast. But you could just search anchored together podcast. Um, and if you like this episode, make sure you share it with your friends. Get them involved. Let them join you on this health revolution. Have them be, you know, your accountability partner if you want. And then, you know, just leave us a review. But as always, be someone's anchor, friends. <laughs>